0: CliffCentral.com.
1: Welcome to the Renegade Reports. I'm Jonathan. Thank you for putting my mic on. Now Ramon's present. How's this
2: guy? <laughs> so we're recording this way in advance, like two weeks. So who knows what the hell has happened? since yeah. we were last on.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I'm, if you're hearing this, um, that's nice. Apparently, the internet still works. Um, the show is now brought to you by uh, ANN7. It's, uh, it's, it will be wall-to-wall propaganda for the next uh, foreseeable future. It's all over.
2: Indeed, white Indian monopoly capital. No, not white.
1: So if we, had, if we had to make a prediction, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's going to there's be a march coming up. The march is probably going to be a failure. Right. Well, because it's, Do you it's, think that youth league is going to show up and shambok white people? Because that will be funny. That would be very funny. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, so then that's probably going to happen. And then after that, uh, oh, this will come before a supposed motion of no confidence. Do you think we even get there? Motion of no confidence. I think if we do get there, it will make him even stronger. So
2: I don't, I don't want the no, motion of no confidence to exist in the first place. Yeah. And and the rand,
1: what? Because we're currently at $13.60 to the dollar. So well, I we think, think we'll hit fifteen. So I think a can of butter beans will be about forty five rand, which will piss Rebecca Davis off. You know, because <laughs> she's a big fan of butter beans and and, checkers, and, and other things. Apparently. Right. Um. So would you like to introduce our guest who you've been kind enough to invite on the show?
2: Right, indeed. So this week we have uh, Mr. Pitt LaRue,
1: who is the academic
2: director at Academia, which is part of the larger Solidarity Movement. Now, Solidarity Movement sounds like a socialist movement, but apparently it's not. And we know that because Pitt is actually an economist by profession and by training. So you can't be a socialist and be an economist, I think, at the same time. But nevertheless, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. No, the pleasure is mine. So you have the distinction of creating practically a private university in South Africa.
0: That's what we're doing. Uh, we're in our sixth year of operations. We had uh, 450 odd students last year. This year is just under 750 and that's been the growth rate um, since inception, 75% a year or so. But it's a highly regulated environment um, and um, uh, so... You've just called us uh, university. We're not officially allowed to call ourselves university. Uh, yeah, it's a
2: protected term.
0: It is a protected term. You right. have all that sort of uh, cartelish behaviour. Well, that's. Uh, but we we aspire to all the uh, regular university or traditional university ideals. In fact, we would um, we would say not only uh, so what we do is in Afrikaans, but more so than uh, being uh, having these aspirations in Afrikaans, we have uh, we look toward uh, we look on the traditional university ideal and see not much of that existing today anymore. Uh, so right. much of what is called a university today might not be worth the name. So we, uh, we still have a long way to go before we will be able to pat ourselves on the back and regardless of what anybody declares us to be, uh, objectively um, you know, uh, meet some of those ideals.
1: So what are you allowed to call yourselves?
0: Uh, a private higher education institution. What What a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, shorter ways. So we just say um, academia and um, and then refer to other universities uh, and then…
2: So let's talk about these ideals of the university. So, I mean, I assume you don't have BA in gender, lesbian, dance theory available at your higher level education… What's it called? Facility.
0: A private higher education institution. At one. Right, no. So uh, uh, when we started out uh, six years ago, um, everything at academia is privately funded. There is no government money. We do not uh, request government funding. We do not accept government funding. It's a community initiative. And that's the way we think. Um, uh, we uh, In the Afrikaans community, we look at universities of uh, Stellenbosch, Duckies and, uh, and others, and we see that that was the initial way most of them started up. I'm an uh, old Marty myself. And if you go read the old documents... Uh, of 150 years ago, and so it was private. There were shareholders, etc. And then i while it changed, and over the course of 150 years, we were speaking earlier of what can happen in two weeks. But over the course of 150 years, things can get merged with the state, and once that happens, huh. then all the uh, the orientation of the institution changes. And so we aspire to have a, an orientation toward um, uh, uh, being um, you know, proudly standing in. Some, some aspects of the traditional university ideals, that is knowledge, uh, and if you wish to put this somewhat poetically, we could say uh, truth, beauty, and uh, goodness, or uh, what, what would be the English? Um, um, What's Afrikaans? Uh, uh, um, the good, the true, and the beautiful. Okay. So that's somewhat, um, we like that term. It's something you find at uh, some American liberal arts colleges, which some of them also do very good work. We aspire to that. That we see as some something of the traditional university ideal, and then um, uh, we also have the um, there's a, there's some need for being practical. And so, uh, over the past six years, we've done much to first. Uh, Get, settle our feet in uh, become commerce sort of things, and now uh, we've been expanding into law. So this year you can study BCOM economics and law at academia, and we've uh, we are stu- we are in the accreditation progress for a process for LLB and uh, politics, politics, philosophy, and uh, economics degree like the Oxford model. So we have all of that coming up that we can't offer it yet.
2: I mean, it is quite fascinating that you get uh, a bunch of people. They'd come together and say, you know what, we have be tired of state institutions uh, in, in tertiary education, and for good reason. Thank you, Fees Must Fall, uh, for destroying that. Um, and they self-fund their own institutions with their own internal rules. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of state regulations you have to hop through and under and pay for uh, to have the, the benefit of
1: having a private Tertiary, ed, whatever, facility. I,
2: I, I, don't, I don't remember the full I know, name. The hoops I are
1: horrific. I've had a bit of exposure to um, the Department of Education and and uh, trying to register uh, as one of these higher education institutes, I think. Right. And uh, it is beyond. The bureaucracy is unbelievable. In mm-hmm. fact, just a quick uh, side anecdote. Um, this was for um, registration with one of the CETAs, as to teach a, a short course. And um, I went through a process which is meant to take three months. Uh, and it, uh, I actually did it four times over six years. Eventually, I, I pushed until the process came to its final conclusion where they couldn't give me any more excuses. This was after 18 months on the fourth attempt. Um, and the final outcome was if you call my friend Snake, and give him twelve thousand rand. He will give you the correct documentation so that you can teach the course. Um, and that was um, that was uh, the uh, outcome before I left it. So uh, yes, it's uh, it's it highly impressive that you guys have managed to uh, register for degrees. As a matter of interest, um,
0: cost wise, to study at Academia will cost you about seventy five percent of what you'd pay at Trivets or Takis or. or most of the um, comparable sort of uh, universities in South Africa, uh, we have a bit of a unique model to be able to do this. So we are not um, traditionally residential, as you would you would think of uh, for the big names right now. We use a, a medium, what we call distributed learning, um, and uh, the model is we use uh, we have uh, eleven centers across the country right now, and at each of those eleven centers, you have high high quality video conferencing facilities. And it's not like it's not like Skype. It's more like SuperSport, but then real time uh, in both ways. Yeah,
1: I can see you. You can see them. Right. Everyone can be heard.
0: Mm-hmm. And we we link up to six up to six facilities uh, with a lecture at once. So it's let's say it's five o'clock. The lecture comes in. Um, the lecture goes into the studio, starts lecturing, and up on the screen, the lecturer will see every class. Um, And it's it's big enough so you can see someone. You know, there you are in uh, Somerset West. Okay, you with the red shirt. Just hold on. I just want to finish my point. I see your question. Okay, okay, give me your question. The question is asked, and then when that student asks it, the, the 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 software and the hardware is set up so that that screen is actually brought up big, right across. Or the other centre, so they see that person, that classroom, from where the, where the question is, and so you have dual screens in all the rooms. it's it's fairly um, high tech. It's not like Skype; it's like mm. a real interactive. Well, this is thing.
1: fascinating, actually, because, well, I mean, remind sitting next to me here was uh, um, of the opinion with when fees must fall all happened that the internet is is what we all really needed, well, and, yeah. and 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 um, so you guys are. Seventy-five percent of the cost, so you're, you're cheaper. Is, yes. Is yes. So a private university, I assume, teaching very high-quality uh, material, um, is is cheaper than the the, the government setup, and um, for obvious reasons, I suppose the overheads are, are less. You don't have these giant campuses, these buildings to maintain. But it's you it's, don't have so many it's, administrators. It's, but but the, the 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 technology clearly, you guys have harnessed the technology. Um, and I suppose it would be impossible to have a FESMAS full demonstration on your campus.
0: Well, it's going to be tough. It's going to be much, much harder to do. But we think um, – so So, technology and education has been uh, – there's been a lot of talk on it for quite a while. In the 90s, for example, you had the – uh, you yeah, had t- television universities And the idea was that people would sit across the world And watch television And that's going to bring the lecture right to them And then people realized, no, actually you need some interaction That's what acad- academia is all about And so on And um, uh, so, the, the, I think what we're successfully combining right now is the, both the class experience, you come to class, uh, it's compulsory, that's that's part of the package when you mm. you know, come to academia, there's going to be a class, uh, you're going to be there, you're going to meet people, um, some of them are going to be school leavers, some of them are going to be, so our, our oldest student is 72 years old, uh, the eldest student, and the um, and the youngest is 18, so... So you have a huge age variation, mm. and you have people already working classes or after hours. Uh, and, and so there's a, there's a nice dynamic there. But the, the thing is, uh, studying uh, – a university has to have some interaction. It's not just self-study.
2: Yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about uh, the the of Afrikaans universities. So, I mean, unfortunately, we always, whenever there's Afrikaans guests, we relate to Steve Hoffmeyer, who we've had on before. And he made the argument that the state should actually give Afrikaners their particular universities, like Tux or Stellenbosch only, as an example. Uh, I mean we disagree with that. I don't think the state owes anyone anything, particularly a a particular ethnic or cultural group. Uh, I, I think we think the standard if everyone teaches English it's better than than otherwise. And my argument him was, well, just create your own private university, but back to the state do you is there merit to that argument that Afrikaans needs to be uh used as a language of of teaching in universities
0: i think thats that's so uh, that's part of the reason why we do what we do we think that's important we think that the um it it's a, there's a bit of a philosophy or or anthropological views behind it so um some people see the world as a place full of states and uh if they if you're asked uh, let's say uh, some alien comes to comes to earth and he asks you describe the world to me then Mm. most people by default will describe that there's the usa and um those people are americans those people are chinese and that's china and these people are south africans they're from south africa and that's how the world is is governed and run that's the order of the world Mm. and we think that's um that's a more recent phenomenon that's a very modern phenomenon the, the influence of the state it has some roots in the absolute monarchies of the late middle ages and so on um but it's not a it's not a necessary condition of planet Earth. It's not a necessary con, and maybe it's not even the primary. Mm-hmm. Even though it's uh, it's certainly powerful institutions, uh, and one could argue. then uh, sometimes, um, uh, to to a libertarian side. Uh, some variations of it would make an argument say that, well, that's, that's unnatural. The, uh, the real view, if you should describe the world, is it's a place full of individuals with, and, and each can uh, create connections and so on. And it's very. F- very flux. The world is is one should be one of flux and free movement, um, in a, in a very abstract sense, and um, I think. That, but the idea behind uh, academia is, is sort of a, a middle ground, not a compromise uh, in, in in the bad sense of a middle ground, but a sort of a balance, if you wish, and that has to do with the world as a place full of communities. They 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 are natural, um, and they're not set in stone, but they're, they're just whether it's through geography or Common bonds such as uh, religion or language or family, mm. etc. Those are the and this harks uh, back to one of the uh, the Jordan Peterson podcast. I think uh, you had a while again, uh, and I think he's, he he made a great point about um, borders. So the one side wants borders very fixed, and uh, we think that's a problem. The yeah. other side wants borders uh, well, absolved, no borders, no at borders there. at all. But but not only you know states borders, borders in everything should a border is is inhibiting human expression and so on. We don't think – we think actually that it allows human expression when it's – and so to make a long story short, that's the idea behind academia and why we say there's this community, there are Afrikaans people, and there are – you can try and define it absolutely and very specifically, if you like, you won't succeed, but the fact of the world is that there are communities and that those communities – uh, build institutions, whether they are schools or churches, mm. etc. And from that those communities then express themselves, develop themselves, and not isolate themselves, but through those institutions mediate their existence um, with the rest of humanity and uh, and so come to new uh, syntheses and so on. So it's a it's not, a, it's not an insular cause that we're, we're working with, uh, and neither is it a, a complete uh, – it's, it's also a reaction against the abolition of borders and so on. Mm. Uh, it's, it's trying to find a balance that we think that makes for a beautiful world.
2: Right. I mean, and, and that's the problem because in – well, it appears to me – I've got no evidence for this claim – but many people are nationalistic uh, in the sense that they see the borders of their country and they are extremely proud of the borders of the country for some reason or they're extremely proud about the national – sports team of sorts or they're extremely proud about this person who is from within the borders of where you stay and but communities is what actually matters because it predates statism by thousands of years and it will carry on long after the republics have even died off whenever that comes Uh, so it is an interesting point I mean trying to argue this point with someone from say fees must fall or say from someone from the left must be extremely tiring
0: yeah it's um so the often those answers are the the anti-colonial uh, rhetoric here is often it's very uh, very strange and very ironic but it's uh, it's an appeal to some of the the the, the, the most essential uh, legacies of colonialism this state and so the answer to um to, to Colonial, which was control from a center and so on, is let's just create a new center and have a mini-colony where everybody in South Africa now should you know, be run from the center. It's, it's uh, There are very much um, some similarities there. We so That's why I don't like so much about the – I don't want to argue with Steve Offmayer on whether – I think um, that there's um, historically Afrikaans universities uh, from uh, – I don't I – don't, I'm not so sure that the state should give universities to communities, but maybe they might want to give them back. Um, yeah, th- I, think, so I think
1: that's a fair point. Right. Why – I can't really understand what business it is of the state having any control in universities. And um, my reference point at WITS, for example, is you will find the most random sort of people sitting on different committees and executives at WITS, um, for example, unions. Um, and this before the fees must fall. Wanted unionized workers back in unions sitting there, and uh, some municipal sort of uh, people from the Joburg City, and uh, you know, just kind of random. But these are people not uh, these are people giving um, not just there to help; they are there to actually try guide, And it, it's it's a bit odd. Um, and I agree with you. I, I think universities somehow have become a government thing. That they shouldn't be a government function at all. Um, with regards to, I mean, you come from an economics background, and and I think, you know, Ramon, using Steve's example and, and also where we stand in regards to English and Afrikaans, and so, you know, the the most logical thing f- from my perspective is you, you make the, the university – English, if especially if it's run by the state, um, then it makes sense to use the language that the world uses for the most part. And please, if you're one of those people who's going to tell me that uh, Mandarin is, is the future, it's not. Um, even the Chinese have learned to speak English. Um, so the, the, the thing, though, is that from an economics perspective, the free market is at play here because, as far as I can tell, the, the, the Afrikaans community has gone, all right, well, you've You've come to the Afrikaans universities and gone, well, you're not Afrikaans anymore, which I, I also find odd from a demographic perspective in South Africa because if you want to make a demographic argument, I think we have a lot of Afrikaans speakers in the country of, of all races. Um, but it seems to me that the Afrikaans community has come and said, well, you're going to take away Afrikaans and that sort of cultural aspect of the uh, traditionally Afrikaans universities – We'll just fund our own. And, and so I can't see much objection to that.
0: Well, people find objection to private initiatives all the time. Um, and oddly. <laughs> oddly. Uh, but it, it doesn't, it's, it's not so much that it's, it's, it just doesn't fit with their worldview. So it's often centrally minded people, centrally controlled minded people. They see something that doesn't, I mean, that it doesn't fit with their plan and they have a grand plan for how people should perceive themselves and then they want to exert that.
2: Uh, is it a problem that you only teach in Afrikaans for 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 the sake of globalization to to make it a bit coarse? Um, I mean, I, I, your students do speak English as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it, is it not problematic? Should they wish to further their studies overseas, um, that they've been taught in Afrikaans?
0: I'm I'm sure. The, I don't think it's engines. Um, there are two uh, ways you can yeah. answer, uh, answer that. And, Oh, so both of them have merit. So the one is that um, uh, if you form, uh, if you come to understand something in one language, it's a question of being uh, having a good fluency in another language, and then you can just uh, you can
2: right, you just translate you can, it. Yeah. You can
0: just run run your life in that language, or uh, and go somewhere else uh, to. Where, where, and probably that's going to be English, but it might be something else as well. Um, that's happened all through history. Um, so uh, just the, the, the core and the main thing is you've got to know your stuff and then you've have got to have some language skills as well. So those are two separate things. Um, but the, the other thing is that it makes sense uh, with the way we define a university and the way we define community to say that, are, uh, the, the, and that the language um, is interwoven in that um, – Ability of an institution To relate The um, Relate the part To the whole So there's a bit of a part a Part's a whole argument And that's The community is a part Of the whole And uh, But there's There's a whole as well And a, a whole as in a larger The larger And there, there has to be Some mediation between that And if the Institution um, Comes from the community It makes sense um, That Yeah Right So it, it reflects um, It reflects just the The energy behind The institution And uh, And it Gives some form of ownership in the sense of, sense of ownership, and uh, that's 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 the success of a non-profit.
2: It, it's, it's an emergent social structure. Right. That's your argument. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that makes that does make sense to me. I think it would be quite good to, if we use your model for other languages as well within the country and people. I mean, all, all sh- around the
0: world. The country yeah. is really unimportant in the argument we make. Yeah, I mean in the, in, the true, in, right? in in in.
1: I'm interested in your view I mean you, you're the academic director so you, you're making you know, decisions on, on the courses that you run and, and how those courses are structured in terms of the um, influence that Afrikaans not only as a language but perhaps from a cultural perspective has on the sort of pedagogy of what you're teaching, is that um, at play or do you view it more as it, this is the language but the where we've chosen sort of a Western view on economics, for example, or you know, Roman view of the law, or whatever that happens to be. Um,
0: we, we try and create a bit of a bit of freedom there, so not to I don't want to plan everything on exact, so there, there has to be some measure of freedom, um, for academics to come to their convictions and uh, work around that. Um, but we we set up panels of advice and so on to to, to help. Work in that uh, in that debate, broadly speaking, the institution associates itself with, uh, with the Western tradition, uh, and we explicitly do so, and that comes with the religion uh, we think it 's inseparable from um, understanding and and and, um, and uh, just conducting the business of of everyday life and uh, and trying to create something for the future, cutting off the the ties. With the Western tradition would be um, would be irrational and it would be uh, it would be folly. Um, maybe it's possible for some uh, cultural group that does not stand in the Western tradition. So I, I can conceive of a Chinese higher education institution um, considering it, its mission and purpose different from from a uh, and it's that which it should continue being different. But we see ourselves as uh, trying to continue the best of the Western tradition and then um, with a very open-minded. Sort of way
1: well, there's nothing to fight about Jonathan Wood <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> no, but we, we, we can fight about some stuff, so um your background you we were before the show, we were talking um I mean, I've got no issues with uh, what academia does at all uh, you know I think it's I just a, wish
2: more people would actually well, I, it, use it for their own benefit yeah, as well and also that but, would help
1: be so helpful as you've said it's a it's a model on which you can base.
0: Well, anything, yeah. yeah. It's not unique. You have you have other p- places in the world where people without um, any government money has done, t- and as uh, is far further on this curve than uh, than academia. Take there are colleges in the U.S. Liberal Arts Colleges, Hillsdale College, Grove City College. 100% private, no government funding, mm. not even indirectly through through student loans. And um, and they're doing very well, and uh, and that gives them a sort of freedom and a willingness to position themselves close to tradition in a way state-funded organizations cannot.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about you personally right. then, because uh, before the show, we were um, chatting about your background, and I sit next to an anarcho-capitalist every week, And uh, we've had an anarcho-communist on the show, Um, and you called yourself?
0: I think I used the words conservative anarchist.
1: Okay, so so now we've got three uh, different… Is it
2: it anarchism was Jesus?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, Jesus was an anarchist, wasn't he? You no, kick people
2: out the temple or something. I
1: don't
0: know. <laughs> no, 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 so yeah. Okay, go in.
1: No, no. So I'm just, I'm just. Uh, you want to go into that? I'm always interested to, you right. know. I People go. I don't like labels, but the truth is, is that you can't really not like labels because it is the way we define things. So you may not fit. Uh, you know, I don't fit. Probably, I think I'm more classically liberal, but I probably don't completely fit into the box. I probably have some libertarian leanings, but don't fit completely into that box either. So you know what what is what does that kind of mean
0: right um it was a it was a bit of an uh, adventurous uh, sp- uh, point at the moment i haven't used that term much, but let's go with it yeah. um uh, and find something to disagree with yeah. so um i think that the um, um i uh, my sympathies with that statement lies with um, um anarchy as, a, as as distributed order. Uh, instead of um, – uh, some some people see the world as uh, – ideally, you know, the, the UN should have more power and every gr- government should report to the UN and so on. So uh, very hierarchical, one hierarchy in the world, that's the, their ideal of order. Um, that's my uh, – that I, I see that as disorder and I see that social breakdown is going to follow from so- that sort of thing. Um, but then maybe – um, tying again back to the Jordan Peterson podcast um, Maybe I'm doing this to liberally, But um, the, the other anarchy idea Is that people should have no restrictions on them uh, And that's also not what, I'm, what I mean by anarchy so, But um, uh, there's an interesting uh, talk Being given by a young guy called Keir Martland He's an uh, he's a, he's a, he's a Oxford student And he's, uh, he's giving a talk later this year um, And I was impressed by some of his earlier stuff But the talk is titled uh, The Middle Ages has ordered anarchy um so the, uh, and what what he uh, uh, the sympathies I think that he wishes to convey in that talk um, will be something like that the um, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the natural um, naturally naturally orders emerge so authority figures do emerge etc but authority is something different from power uh, power is a is a one way street and authority is recognition from the other way around uh, so uh, uh, and then conservatism is just a respect for for, uh, for tradition but tradition not in the sense of habits tradition in the sense of that maybe if we don't even fully understand it uh, th- the that which we've the knowledge we, we, and the and the habits and the patterns which with which we've been bequeathed uh, mm. are something to depart that's the point of departure and you have to have good reasons to move away from that but um so and and um Making a long story short, I think that the, it maybe I'm trying to say something against the, the, the modern form of the state, mm. which is a very, uh, <clears throat> which is a very uh, a modern institution that, that I'm not sure is, uh, is, uh, is always helping order and freedom.
2: Yeah, or, 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 I mean, I would argue it's not. However, the unfortunate reality is since the rise of the state, if we take away the world wars, uh, but the rise of the state has been rather good to humanity. In terms of, for some reason, there's a correlation between uh, statism and an increase in health, uh, wealth, uh, longevity, peace, ironically enough.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, So, I mean, there is a correlation there. Uh, What do you have to say? Like, does that confirm or or
1: debunk your... Your initial
0: point. I'm not sure about all those correlations. Um, well, if,
1: correlation, not causation, obviously. Yeah, but, but
0: I'm not even sure about the correlation. Take Sweden, uh, Switzerland, for example. Yeah. Uh, it's not been. Um, um, it's not the most status of states, and it's one of the most peaceful. Yeah. Um, the world wars we have, and you can include um, uh, the Russia, and the USSR, and communist China, and Mao, uh, Viet Cong, and all of those. In the status paradigm, and then if you count the bodies, uh, that's a pretty high tally um, yeah. historically. Yeah, no,
2: true, true, but um, oh, I had a point and I forgot it. Well, it happens often.
0: So maybe the, you're saying maybe <laughs> some good stuff came with it as well, and I'm saying, yes, sure. Uh, uh, oh, right, but
1: thank you. Perhaps I'm just sort of spitballing it, but it's not the state is the system we have at the moment uh, that we've kind of set up, um, but it's more the principles. That are followed, so if you follow the principles that are followed in the freer countries uh, in the West, then you end up with those uh, markers of prosperity that you 're referring to, yeah. whereas if you less inclined to follow those sort of principles, uh, then you know like you use China as an example, um, I know someone 's going to throw in the u s and all the the killing that they 've done yeah, but, sure. but and, and that's a it 's that's a fair argument. Um, but in general, on a day-to-day basis, uh, as a human, you're far more free in a country like the United States or Canada uh, or South Africa, for example, than you are in China or Russia um, or – I can't think of too many other Philippines. North Korea. <laughs> North Korea.
0: All of them are states.
1: Yeah. So, so I, think, I think maybe you're right. Maybe the correlation isn't the state – uh, the fact that there is or isn't a state, the correlation is more the ideologies the, the and the principles that inform the decisions that those states make.
0: Hmm. And, uh, someone like Deirdre McCloskey makes this argument. She calls it the bourgeois virtues, and she associates the prosperity uh, of the West more with certain uh, mindsets uh, and, and realizations uh, among the bourgeois, uh, that, and not so much the state. Although the state happened at the same time. Right. But so there's. There, I just want to make the point that there's the correlation. Sure. It's there, uh, and right? even if it isn't there, but even if it's there, it's not clear that that, that it's causation.
2: Right? Sure. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I use the word correlation yeah, yeah. specifically on purpose uh, because, I mean, I, I've read quite a few books on, on, on this sort of thing. And, for example, in the book Why Nations Fail, maybe you have read it, they argue that uh, prosperous nations have various inclusive institutions. But there is no example of, as far as I'm aware, those institutions being Able to be created without a state If that makes sense So I think the book was just about states Good and bad But they didn't take the possibility of Can those institutions emerge uh, Spontaneously Without a state I don't know if that makes sense to you
0: Yeah, Let's um, um, I'll tell you some uh, I'll make a, try and make a, uh, a point about um, The state and community with reference to Afrikaners And let's see what that takes us So um, in the, um, Afrikaners basically came in control of the state by the late 1940s uh, in South Africa. Before that, they had some influence, but Jan Smits and others, they had more empire sympathies and so on. So you can really, you can make a point of sort of that. In 1948, the National Party came to power, and, um, and, uh, and then that was the era of Afrikaner power in, in South Africa. Yeah. Now, what happened was, uh, before 1948, it's not, it's not a clear-cut, 100% easily separable, but before 1948, and if you go back to the late 1800s and you look at the histories of universities like Stellenbosch or organizations, uh, many charitable organizations, you'll find that they were formed by community initiative without government subsidy. Um, and uh, the community pooled their resources, and something was was built. So, organisations, schools, etc. Lots of that uh, was done. And then, what happened in in forty eight and afterward is uh, uh, the community and the state. There was a confluence; uh, it became merged. And once that happened, a strange thing uh, some some stuff came with it. Uh, the mindset of the community of the member of Afrikaners started to change, and they thought, "What is our primary?" Um, way of affecting social change and they and they the, the primary way was obvious now it was to speak to the local representative uh, who sat in the parliament at that stage, and so that became the primary line of of bringing about social change and improving the community et etc et etc and then you forget the community forgot how to take initiative on its own. without and, and so after 1994, in the 90s, when subsidies were drawn in and, and the whole regime change in, in the polit- politics came, um, it, it took 20 years, basically, for Afrikaners to rediscover, some remember and some rediscover and some just be born into a neo-dispensation, and having to figure out how to create cultural culturally mediating institutions, s- things that are separate from the state, that's to the benefit of the community and those around the community, and uh, and over the past uh, ten or fifteen years, I think that in the Solidarity Movement is testimony to that rediscovery, um, making it possible. I think the Solidarity Movement now has a 3.5 um, billion rand budget over the next three or five years, rolling budget or something. So it's and they have a, there's about 400,000 members contributing every month a little bit, and and the money is well spent on. Uh, education and fixing potholes and social services and charity but it's all it's all voluntary all the time um, and so there's two way direction someone has to give someone has to someone has to take and and, and it's not a it's not a handout sort of system right. so th- the point i want to make is that if the if the state and community merges after a while the community loses, the, loses its identity it, it, it loses its its ability to um, well, it becomes
1: a serf. It's a serfdom, it, right. basically. The, yeah. the, uh, it, it, the corollary, I think, to that would be that you know the, the state-the-community merges, then the community becomes almost entirely dependent on state and does nothing for themselves. The corollary is the state does nothing for the community. The community then completely rejects the state and does everything for themselves and, and is maybe at an advantage in some way. So I, I, I don't know if it's ever looked at in this way, but mm-hmm. perhaps – in In some respects, the rejection of the Afrikaans community by the government, the current government, and especially in the last few years, certainly in rhetoric, maybe not necessarily targeted, but in rhetoric, it has been um has been of benefit mm. to the community to mm. just kind of get up and just do it themselves
0: exactly, yeah, so it's not nice but it it certainly helps the rediscovery process of initiative along
1: so.
2: Um, okay, that is quite interesting uh, do you think uh, without sounding a bit strange is that why of the africana community is better off than other communities you had nationalism for a while where your identity was stripped away so to speak or it was it was infused within state machinations which is probably the same thing and now no one actually cares about you so you have to organize by yourself uh black communities are you know the state just Loves to drip, drip, drop, oh. and feed them and subsidise them, to the benefit of the states. By the way, not those communities. Um, so, is that why the African, African community is white, monopoly, capitalistic? I say in quotation marks. Is that why you're doing quite well?
0: The the analogy. Uh, well, there are other factors at play as well, but sure. the. But I think there's a, you could make the point that. Um, Many black people in South Africa are stepping into the same trap Africana stepped into after 1948. And it seems to bring some benefits in the short run, but it pro, it inhibits um, the formation of um, mediating institutions that are rooted in the community. Uh, and it, and that's a problem. So, so there's an American sociologist, Robert Nisbet. Um but great. Oh, fantastic.
2: Right. Oh lovely. Yeah, great great. The quest
0: for community. Yeah. That's his it was An and
2: honor culture, I think. Same uh, one? Richard. Uh, Mars Richard Nisbet, sorry. Maybe Ro- Ro- the wrong person. All
0: right. So now Robert Nesbitt. I don't I don't know about that one. So Robert Nesbitt, he wrote of oh, the quest for community. And mm. when it came out in the I think seventies or so, sixties, seventies, it was popular uh between for the left and on the right, students and people across the board. it was the Vietnam days and so on. So his message was that the state is this mon- monopolizing institution, and what it does, it's, uh, it inhibits the formation of mediating institutions. That is, it prevents institutions that can mediate between the individual and the whole. Things like schools, churches, um, organizations that 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 find their energy from their members. Um, and, and those mediating institutions, once they're removed, nothing stands between the individual and the state. And so he says you can, if you want to run sort of for hyper individualism, no borders, everybody should be completely free, no tradition and so mm. on. You ironically end up at the very exact position you, you end up if you, if you, if you, uh, if you, uh, go for the state and say the state should be everything, it, it becomes the same tyranny. This the the the, the, the right. complete state and the isolated nothing individual. In There's nothing that can pro- no protection, no ba- no trenches and so and on. And
2: this is very evident in South Africa currently because well, Zuma does what he does. But the big outrage is that we need to change the people within the state, right? We need to get rid of one person and replace him with someone a bit better. But no one ever says, actually, excuse my language, fuck the state. I don't want to be a part of it, so I'm not going to be included in this rigmarole that you call governance. But uh, very few people actually say, well, I'm just not part of it. Uh, They still vote. They still try to change the system within all the time. And and their first port of call is protest action against the people they elected into power. It's a bit ridiculous.
0: Mm. Well, as a fan of uh, Murray Rothbard, Roman, I, yes. I may presume you mm. would know that uh, there is a he made the argument that you can vote in self defense, so <laughs> that's sort True. of excusable. Uh, but, but um, and, and I have, I mean, I'd, at one stage I would say don't vote, just leave everything behind and um, so shove the state somewhere else. But the uh, I've come to so, uh, over the years sort of understand that people sometimes value th- that habit and they see value in it, and so I'd, I don't want to discourage people from participating. But I. But what I think is very important is to participate um, in creating things that have nothing to do with the state. Indeed. Um, that is a very empowering uh, thing to do. And once you do that, once you, uh, in a de facto way, just create a, a, an independent source of initiative uh, and collaboration, that that then becomes a partial answer to some of the pathologies the state uh, the modern right. state I mean, delivers us. I don't want
2: people to be apathetic at all. We all, unfortunately, due to history or circumstances, have to live on this piece of dirt called South Africa, defined by. A oh, I matrix. thought you were
1: going to say the earth. I was like, well, that too. Fucking circumstances. That, that too. I
2: mean, we have to live within within the borders of this of this fictional country we call South Africa, and I don't want apathy. I mean, many accuse me of being apathetic, but. The, what you call it, the way people sh- express displeasure is, is completely incorrect. Um, they try to change those, those oppressive systems all the time without trying to just create their own system within it. We had Ernst Roots here uh, last week and he spoke about the parallel states, right? So it's, it's basically you, hmm. you, you, you're privatizing the state's function through an emergent social structure exactly. with, with private individuals. You're not actually, chipping away at the state you're just creating a new de facto if you want to call it state
0: don't fight the state just create an alternative right I mean, but but just don't call it the state because it's fundamentally different it is and, and well, don't personal, call it tax well, uh, it's, yeah. it's voluntary contributions
1: right
0: so it's a fundamentally different well one's it, coercive and one isn't right. right
1: how do you not fight the state so to speak um, and just do your own thing when the state is kind of stealing from you
0: right now, so let me rephrase that. Don't make fighting the state your primary objective. Yeah. Uh, create, create alternatives, um, structures from the community. Do, uh, yeah.
1: Do you think in doing that, you know, you come from an anarchist kind of background, so you ultimately would like to see zero state, I assume. Um, is that right?
0: Um, the state as the modern institution, yeah. although I'm sh- I certainly I'm not objecting to social structures and authority and all of that, okay. but just the modern state. Yeah, right, a president
1: and a government and a parliament and well, a – Well, in, in its present form. Yeah. yeah.
0: This monopoly on violence that uh, tries to make everybody within its borders similar, calling it diversity but being homogeneous and, and so on. So that's my objection. Yeah. All right. So, so, I have to qualify this. I don't want to. No, no, know, it's, it's fine. D- it's fine. <laughs> there are many just, anarchist it's, brands. It's, I'm it's afraid it's, it's of. Because
1: Ramon is like the the sort of like, you know, when they originally cast the stone of of then he's like he's like the the, the original. Um, just because I'm consistent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I've I've completely lost my train of thought. It's gone off somewhere. Um, ah, damn it. You said you asked him if he was
2: against the state. As a so yeah? it
1: it was it was it it just. How do you propose de-escalating the state? How would you propose we? Do you think it it just dies ultimately if if we uh, do our own security police force, which we do essentially, uh, the world's entire security industry is bigger than all the police forces added together well in South um, Africa there's four security guards to every policeman yeah. you know so I actually heard a st- stat in the United States as well recently which was very similar um, so we already kind of do our own protection to some extent um, <clears throat> we are having some institutions now doing their own private prosecutions as we heard on, on a previous show um, and Uh, there's a lot of things that have been developed privately in the last couple of decades, mediation, for example. So instead of going to a court, you know, you sit in a room and you you act act like adults. Hmm. Um, uh, So we we kind of are moving away from – because the state doesn't do anything very well. Um, So almost everything we can has been moved away from the state to some extent. So what I'm getting at is if we move everything away from the state – does a state just carry on because it's run by politicians who they don't care whether they do nothing every day and provide zero service and still tax you 40% at the end of the month? Um, or is there a formal process of de-escalating, of kind of going, well, you don't give us anything anymore. You provide no useful service to h- your fellow man. <laughs> so stop going to work every day. Find a real job and we will stop voting for you. Um, and we will stop paying you every month, um or forcibly paying you every month
0: i i don 't know exactly how the, the it'll end how the the end play looks like yeah I just know where to start uh, well at least i th- I think I know where to start sure. and I, I yeah, can tell you where i 'm starting and where where we should start i think is um, not objecting to well if we want to make a principled argument then we're at we're not talking about this state as in mm. South Africa no, no. we're talking about the, the state as the modern form of of um of organizing uh, p- people um, and if, we have, if we're dissatisfied with that then the alternative uh, is to start creating if you if you run a mediation, if you uh, if you do a transaction in a cryptocurrency in Bitcoin, if you mm-hmm. uh, if you start a private school, uh, if you and I think in this it's important too if you if you go to church and uh, I and I think this anyway so let's not make like a religious argument here but there's there are many things you can do out of your own initiative and uh, and then de facto create uh, institutions that. Um, create the sort of order you would otherwise to have gone to through for to the state so that 's where you should start if you 're dissatisfied with the state. Some people think it 's different and they put all their energy in in uh, Reform through parliaments. Mm. Um, that, that's uh, you can do that if you're not um, in principle in principle concerned about the state as an institution. I, I am in principle concerned about mm. it, so I think the proper way to start is with a de facto institution. And even if you and so this is let's let's put a, a, a backdoor to this. Even if you're not in principle dissatisfied with the state as a modern institution, um, but you are concerned that the parliament in South Africa maybe it just isn't set up so that you can effectively effect change through that channel Mm. then um, even then you can it's also a good alternative to start with a de facto sort of private institution put your put your energy in your community um, and, and create an institution
2: well, I mean, once again, Jonathan, well, there's nothing to fight about here. No, but it it's is, a, but it's right on everything. It's an including anarchy. You might fight <laughs> well, about that, but well, yeah, for look, once you're
1: you outnumbered. <laughs> on I, our I show. was I was outnumbered with a communist as well. I have you know. Um, I'm not a commie. Well, no, no, you're not a commie. Calm down. Jesus. But he had anarchist in his title. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, he's, he's still very confused about that.
2: So, um, so, well, yeah, sorry. So, so back to so is academia a de facto Okay, it's a university. I'm going to call I don't care about the state's right to use the word university or not. I will just call it a university. So it is an alternative university. Are you, do you want to create more? Is this just the initial step? Or do you want to create other, what you call it, industries or institutions that are free from state interference?
0: Um, so within the Solidarity Movement yes. uh, There are a couple of organizations You had Ernst Rutz here on a while back uh, Ernst uh, is with AFRI Forum They have great um, neighborhood watch initiatives um, Alternative uh, voluntary municipal structures If you wish It's not it's not in competition It's just a voluntary alternative right. And um, there is, within the Solidarity Movement There are things like uh, charities uh, For people in need uh, Educational institutions A number of them artisan and colleges uh, Academia um, and there are there's a, a media company etc. So lots of lots of things you can do, um, and uh, yeah. So, okay, so it's they, a suite. Uh, they exist already. Th- they exist already, and I'm sure there'll be other additions as uh, people find time and energy. Right. And uh, uh, I mean, every forum just started
2: already. their own private prosecution right. uh, division, for example. I mean. I mean, I, I agree with everything you say, well, mostly with everything you say, and, and I like the concept very much, but there is a lot of antagonism against this concept by people who love states in general. And most of the arguments against you are straw man, i.e. you're racist, and so you want to exclude people, which is, which is a, a very boring argument at this stage. But do you think there are any good critiques about what you do? Ooh. Um have there been any arguments made against you that you actually thought there's a good point?
0: There there have uh, there are, have been arguments made about some dangers uh, that I think um th- that are always uh present and right. so it's it's good to be reminded of them. Some dangers are becoming too insular. Uh, yes. Right, so you, you I would
2: think that would be a a, a right. principle.
0: Yeah and and uh, and that's um if somebody warns you about that and says this course of action um you run the risk of of becoming too insular or you're losing the the touch with the whole and you're just focusing on the part but that's something i mean um that's something that's being considered. All the time. That's part of the discussion within uh, Solidarity. It's how to be a, a balanced organisation. And whenever someone um, puts an argument on the table, says maybe this, uh, you should reconsider this, or so on. Then uh, that's taken to art. Not the trolls, of course. I mean, the trolls yeah. you always have, but uh, considered arguments. Uh, th- there's a flag. There's a flag. I mean, the fact so that it's modern. a
2: private institution means self-regulation is a lot easier, of course, than a public institution. But do you think? Despite what you say about the state, we are living in a state with with various different groups of people within it. Um, do you think there's any value to be had from sharing your knowledge with others? Absolutely. Um, no, I'm not saying that you are insular at all. But the, maybe just through maybe just a language barrier, for example, um, or or. or uh, how can I explain? I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I hate the term diversity because it doesn't mean anything, but do you think there's a lot to gain from people that are not Afrikaans as a- an example?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, at academia, we sometimes say our, our mission is to bring the best from the world to Afrikaans and from Afrikaans, the best to the world. Um, it's very, it's very, the world's a very rich place. Um, even within Afrikaans there's there's some measure of diversity. Although that's there's a, you can there's some cultural cohesion there. Sure. Then there's the larger West, and then there are others, distinct approaches to uh, the world and existence, and so on, and and. Wherever that is, whether it's Afrikaans or whether it's from the West uh, to uh, a more uh, Eastern culture or whether it is um, across sexes or whether it is uh, just across national nationalities, uh, there are always things that make people distinct uh, to some degree. And and we could sacrifice and say, let's get rid of the distinctness because it's more efficient. Huh? We all communicate in a single language. Um, but, but once you want to run that argument to its end course, you should sort of get rid of accents as well because accents kind of obstructs understanding or maybe turns of phrases that… People don't get all over the world, and so if you really say something in in a distinctly British way, maybe someone else doesn't get it, and so maybe we should just speak a very clinical English. And so, well, if you run that argument its full course, you end up with a homogeneous world. Sure. So we think that's it's, it's um, there are benefits and uh, costs to any setup. Uh, but we think it's a, the world 's a nice place with different communities respecting uh, each other, not having uh, 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 not being insular interacting, and then organically mm-hmm. growing and developing and maybe merging or breaking up
1: I, uh, I, I think that 's the problem you know I agree with you I hate the word diversity, but I think we hate it because it 's been bastardized right because that's what you've just described is a natural organic diversity, so the world is Organically diverse. It's it's naturally diverse. Um, There are different, in the real sense of the word, different communities, people, thoughts, ideas, all across the world. Um, Some with value, some with less value. Uh, The thing, the problem we have is that diversity has been made into this. Sort of, well, it's, it's forced upon It's been you. put onto a sacrificial altar, and then exactly been, been forced in a certain way. So it must um, marginalise some people who are seen in power roles, and other people must be elevated. And it's 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 not uh, it's not happening organically. And when it doesn't happen organically, then it becomes this sort of horrible yeah. entity.
2: Because I can I can very much see the argument against you in that you want to, you don't like X people. Or that you want to be separated from X people, and that that separation happened already, and it was a, a massive mess for everyone involved. I can see why people would make that argument against you. It's a fallacious argument, but I think it's an easy one to make if they don't understand that you're not a statist uh, institution.
0: It's the lens. You, you can put on lenses and you look at the world and you explain it to a Martian, and you say the world's filled with states that's the primary social organizing principle and if you're in this country then that's your uh, that's that's who you are. You can otherwise look at the world and you say no it should they're just individuals and ideally uh, each one should be just as diverse as the other one, and n- no bonds should appear among them uh, uh, that's another extreme or you can say you can just take off those lenses, and which I think is a natural way of looking at the world, see it for what it is a place filled with communities that overlap sometimes with with states some nation states ex- exist or historically did, yeah. and sometimes they ex- exist across states, sometimes they exist within states um, and you get them in various guises, some are cultural communities and some are um, organized more around specific interests, uh, or religious cultural and go together, but maybe uh, you can call it a school a culture, and so so
1: economic on. interest, the right. EU
2: Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I used to be very big into this sort of thing a few years back when we first met. I mean, Peter and I have known each other for a few years, and and you sometimes forget it when you in the media. I do consider myself in the media as a as a podcast host, and you do. I mean, I I feel a bit ashamed that you make so much sense, and I've actually forgotten about those arguments that you are making at the moment uh, when we're so focused on. Uh, the state itself When it actually it, it matters a bit Only because It only matters because The state actually matters That much to us It's sort of a, It's a mindset And it's A social construct That exists Um So for example When Pravin is fired And the Rand tanks It hurts us in our back pocket But right. only because There's a thing as a Rand Why should there be A thing as a Rand Why can't we just Trade with whatever We feel like so yeah, so the, all the problems inherent within the state are problems because the state exists, not the other way around.
1: And yeah, that's I mean, not, it's, let's not, let's not get into the Rand argument, which <laughs> sure.
2: But, yeah, but that's what I want to say. We actually so focused on, I would argue the wrong thing. It's like what, um, Ali Shakur was on here a few weeks back. He's part of the Hotep movement and he made the point that black Americans, they, they, um, White suprem- they created white supremacy in their own minds, and he made the example that uh, the, uh, there's always a fuss when the Oscars aren't hashtag diverse enough. And but he said, but the Oscars are, for, you know, white people control that shit. Why are you, as a, as a fulfilled black person, want to be part of that? You don't have to, but when they give you the crown or the statue, you're very happy. So you create that mindset of white supremacy in your mind, and we do that for state supremacy. Not just us, but people in states.
1: Okay. Pitt, any uh, last uh, thoughts on that? She's awful. Ramon, Ramon being quite.
2: Uh, that monologue, deep. and no one responds and says, No, you're wrong. <laughs> so I assume I'm
0: correct. No, you said in the monologue. We were out I'm of right. time for me <laughs> to argue.
2: <laughs>
1: right. Thanks, uh, thanks very much for coming on the show. Is that it already? Is it already? Can yeah. we, uh, Can we find you? Do you want to be found?
0: Uh, you can, uh, I pe- think people can follow me on Twitter if they like. It's Pete LaRue. Mm-hmm. Pete LaRue, uh, on Twitter. I don't even follow you on Twitter. Okay. Don't know. I don't I don't tweet that much. I got into some trouble. You actually had uh, Tony Leon on here about a year ago, just more. So.
1: No, it wasn't as it would, would have been um, um, on the Czar podcast, I think.
0: Yeah. It was Tony Leon, yeah. Oh, it wasn't with you guys? Yeah,
1: we will have Tony on at some point. Yeah, he hasn't uh, been on here yet.
0: Okay, but I was in some trouble back then. I was um, involved at, uh, at Stellenbosch and uh, at the university, and I, I made some tweets un- completely unrelated to Stellenbosch. I just tweeted things on, uh, I, said, I think I said, Blayden's in Monday and Transformonia- Transformania won't win, uh, and then I made some pro-Afrikaans uh, remarks. And uh, that got me into some hot water. And uh, Tony Leon, I think, on the on the Zhao podcast, and it wasn't this one, okay, he said, yeah, what's the world come to? They're even now trying to get rid of that guy on the council. And so, <laughs> uh, I, actually, I thought I've been on your podcast, but then I haven't. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, All right. All right. Well, you can find you and you'll tweet some stuff occasionally then no, so actually um, that's the point I don't yeah. tweet
0: so much after that anymore it's yeah. just uh, too much trouble
1: don't, don't, uh, not, not
0: worth is. getting I mean, we, we thrive people. on it
2: if I'm honest we, right. we do seek trouble but I mean it's so easy to get trouble on Twitter uh, if people actually want to join or, or find out more about academia where, where can they go
0: Yeah, they can go to academia.ac.za that's academia with a K and uh, you're going to find it in Afrikaans, although uh, we're working on a revamp of the website, which will be in English. But,
2: but there's Google
1: Translate, mate.
2: Ah,
0: there's Google Transla- Translate. You can translate, translate
2: it from now. Dutch.
1: Sure. Because that's what it thinks it is. Awesome. Before Ramon begs uh, people for advertising cash, Yes, uh, give us to, money. I'm going to cut him off. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Ramon at Roman Kabernack on Twitter. Myself at Jonathan underscore Witt. Thanks as always for listening. Rate us on iTunes. Please tell your friends about the show. We are constantly growing and wanting people to get these ideas and start thinking. And we'll catch you next time.
0: Cliffcentral.com